Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com, the greatest community of educators around. Let's dive right into today's episode titled Classroom Investment. And this one's a little bit different than kind of talking about pure engagement, kind of straightforward engagement. Uh, This one is kind of looking a little more at your classroom like you're an independent contractor a little bit. This is a story I kind of wanted to share from my early years in teaching and something I've kind of kept up a little less formulaic in the later years of my career, but definitely early on something I did and I think it's made the world of difference and so I wanted to share it. Uh, but it still fits on the topic of well-played because the whole idea here is all things playful and joyous in education. This philosophy, this idea has definitely helped me throughout the year uh, or throughout the years. And the idea is pretty simple, is we are teaching, right? And it's awesome that some of us are at schools that give us sort of support and lots of resources and some are not at those schools. And I want to definitely put out there as a qualifier here. I wish the world like gave infinite sums of money and support to schools. It doesn't, right? And I don't want anyone to feel like I'm saying you have to do these things to be a good teacher. I'm just sharing a way in which I was able to make my classroom something different, maybe something a little special. Uh, but it did come at a cost, a cost from my own pocket. And that's kind of the point of this particular episode. So if that's something that's not an interest to you, like, you know, totally get it, totally understand, catch us in the next episode. But if it is something you kind of want to explore and think through, I'm going to tell you kind of the, the whys and what I saw by doing it and kind of how I was able to do it in, I think, a manageable way over the years. So I guess let's dive right into that. The The story here of my starting classroom, so whew, a long time ago, uh, I was in a relationship, getting married, you know, and we're trying to set our budgets. I was just starting my first teaching job. Well, I had already started my teaching job before we got married. And well, you know, with that early salary, you know, paying off debts and all these other things. I figured I could, if I was mindful about it, save about a hundred dollars a month that I could put towards the classroom. And so like any other investment strategy, if you do what they call pay yourself first, and what that basically means is pay your, your goals first, really. It doesn't mean pay you to go like have fun, you know, on Friday first, it means pay your goals first, really. And so in a typical investment strategy would be like, you know, pay your, do your 401k, do your like Roth IRA, those kind of things first, and then look at the money you have left to set your like house budget and these other things. And so I kind of treated it like that. I sort of earmarked a hundred dollars a month right away towards that. So when I saw my finished total of what I had left, that was after investments, after this investment in my classroom. And then that's what I built a budget around. So even in the early years of no monies, I still kind of said, I'm going to do this $100 a month. And even when I got married, I remember having a conversation with with my ex-wife about like this 
being really important to me. So as we looked to our budget, I shared with her that this is meaningful, but it's also manageable, right? This $100 a month, if we build it in right away. Um, So we did. And what came from that was a different mindset to my classroom. And I liked it. So I want to speak to that a little bit. This idea of now all of a sudden my classroom has a budget that I don't have to check with my principal. I don't have to hope that the paperwork passes through. I don't have to wait for the paperwork to process and be like, oh, maybe second semester I'll be able to use this thing that I'd really like to use right now because I think it's a good idea. So that right away shifts because now all of a sudden you are in control. You are empowered to make a difference in your classroom in kind of a different way because you are the manager of those funds. Now the moment you start to think about this $100 a month, you also start to shift what you want to spend money on, which was interesting. I didn't see this coming, but all of a sudden you shift away from the disposables into the reusables, right? You shift away from giving out candy or a pizza party or something like that because that's gone. That's just money down the drain. Sure, there's a fun moment, but like if I could buy things that would produce fun moments over time, that's better. So then I start to think about my investment a little bit. What are these long-standing things I could put money into? But a lot of those took more than $100. So then it was kind of cool. You start to see your career different. This was a shift that I didn't think about at all when I started this. But now you start thinking, okay, if I'm going to do $100 a month and I plan to teach forever, well, then it's kind of worth it. Like what investments could I save up for this year, right? 12 months, that's $1,200. What investments could I save up for to buy? That might be big. It might be like, oof, that is an $800 buy. But like, yeah, but this is... This is just one year of my teaching life and it has been so awesome because of the things you can kind of acquire. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but what's the benefits of buying things for your classroom? I want to hit that first before we get to some of the things I bought. So as you start to think about these money over time really stacks up and you could purchase some kind of big, cool things. So one thing I do is I definitely, one of the benefits is it's yours straight away. That's a great benefit because now like I just have access to things instantaneously. I don't worry about like, you know, did, did somebody else check out this thing or check out that cart or check out that maker space, you know, that has all those things in it. I know that I have the access to this. That's nice. Another thing too that I didn't see coming was the second benefit is that students see this investment, right? I definitely tell them. I don't like make it burdensome. I don't try to say like, whoa, this is so expensive and I bought it. But I definitely like try to point out like, hey guys, like I, you know, these are some tools I bought last year. I'm excited to use with you. Like, and that just that little weave into the conversation. Students all of a sudden, interpret that investment as again a level of care and again i want to put a qualifier i'm not saying to be a good teacher you have to do these things it was just a nice side benefit i didn't even think about that the students sort of recognize like whoa mr matera is all in on his classroom so i want to be all in on his classroom that i have seen bore out in my classroom and and one that i think others who have done this might speak to as well 
The other thing that it allows you to do is have something unique about your classroom because some of the things you purchase might be things that you wouldn't get the district to approve, right? Or again, like it would just, the justification of it would be too hard, too high, too long, uh, unless you have a great, you know, principle that kind of can back some of that. But again, many of us do not have that sort of experience. So this idea of seeing your classroom as this unique space now, and you have a budget that you could save up for, again, it might be more than $100, but you could kind of save up for and purchase. And that kind of leads me to this last bit. I want to tell you some of the things I bought, and we don't, we're not going to belabor the point of what they are, but um, just kind of some ideas that transform my class. I bought these Copla blocks. Copla blocks is one of my favorite purchases I made. That's why I'm leading with it. They are, I think Jenga blocks, they're a little thinner, but they're the same size, laser cut, looks good. And they're like Jenga that they don't click together. They're not like Legos. And I bought these sets that came in these like wood boxes that look kind of cool. I think they were a hundred dollars a box. And I knew I was going to want it for my gamified class as like a build challenge. And when I do build challenges, I like them to be as equal as possible. And these sets, I want to say have 280 blocks in them. And I just knew right away, I'm going to want a block, like a set per group. Normally I have four groups in my class, but sometimes I have five. So like, oof, that was going to be 500 bucks. That's a lot of money. But I got to tell you, I bought those couple blocks maybe 10 years ago. And like, you know what they're doing? The same thing they were doing back then. Their work, they don't break. You don't, I don't let kids color on them or tape on them or anything like that. So they, they're the same for the most part quality that they were the day I bought them. And these five sets, which was $500, I've been using them for 10 years and no sign of wear, no sign of tear, no like loss, like... I'm going to use them again for the next 10 and then the last 10 of my teaching career. So while that was 500 bucks, it has now made something in my class that's also really unique. Most teachers don't have $500 worth of couple blocks in their classroom. They can't do these couple block challenges and these kind of things. So what a sweet investment in my classroom that is mine that's in my control if i end up leaving this class or this school like these are mine i get to take them with so when i'm in an interview and i get to speak of like how my class is a little different i can speak to this and it won't have to be like well that was a district initiative or a district thing that if you hire me i'm going to instantly turn around and ask for a thousand dollars like of stuff i want to buy those have been an awesome resource that make kids think creatively and a little different about the content absolutely love it Next one, which is also an expensive investment and one that can kind of go endless, is Legos. I've bought some Lego sets over the years and again, try to always be equals, which means I'm going to be buying them in sets of five. My favorite place to buy them definitely is around the Christmas holiday season. Usually Costco sells these ones that are just, they're like in the yellow package and they're just kind of like the generic block sets. And Costco has some big one, like a thousand piece set or something for like 40 bucks or 50 bucks or 60 bucks. I don't know, but it is a sweet set. So you buy like five of those and you put them in like, I put them in Ziploc bags. And now each group 
has kind of the same set. So when you give them a build challenge, they all have the same Legos. Now you don't have to do the the five times five that I do, but that is just a way I do it. And maybe it's because I teach middle school who are all worried about fairness and like we would have done really well if we had what they had, but they don't have. The, this is really nice. It's just boom, you all have the same thing. And again, Legos don't break. Those whatever that. 500 600 bucks i've invested in legos over the years they're still the same legos and they're still doing the same thing a decade later minifigs are nice if you can get them and they're expensive i'll tell you this so i have probably spent 250 bucks on minifigs uh i go on ebay and people sometimes are just selling a random lot of like here's 25 minifigs kind of no promise what they are and you know for 40 bucks or 30 bucks or something like that and i buy a few sets of those so that when they're building these scenes they can have these some of these minifigs and i just have a bucket of minifigs and that one's not per group but i use that a little bit as like kids earn that so as they're doing stuff in class on those build challenge days i'll be like oh man your group is doing such a good job in teamwork why don't you go and get four minifigs for your build and then they like run up there and they kind of wade through all the minifigs and shoot oh this one would be a perfect little farmer this one we could kind of make a pharaoh if we give him a little funny hat and like okay so that's been a nice little touch that i bought another thing over the years that i bought has been microphones this has been awesome kids do a lot of recording a lot of as like we've leaned more and more into digital space give them a nice usb microphone that they can kind of plug in and use when we had ipads i bought a few microphones that worked with ipads this has been super sweet and again they don't really break like a microphone's pretty solid uh and if you buy ones that are easy like that are kind of plug and play any kid can plug it into their laptop and use it. Uh, if you're using Chromebooks, I know they make some microphones that do that as well. So just look to do that so that you can kind of speak to this finished, better quality. And so I bought probably about four or five microphones that were for student use. And it was kind of like a library. I had my own like little checkout system for those. But it was great. You know, you, you could tell kids at the start of a project, you know, if you want to like up your quality, you want to go that little bit further, come see me and I can... You know, if you're going to invest in your project, I'm going to invest in you. And then like kids sought that out. And then there was this relationship that was built, this reciprocal relationship in which I was like, yeah, here's this microphone. Let me teach you how to use this. It's going to make you sound so good in your, you know, voiceover or in your like project or your video or your documentary or your podcast or whatever. And it was so cool to see kids kind of be excited to use this better tool, not just the default. And of course, the default is great. But again, you're trying to teach kids to take that passion to to go a little further, a little deeper. So to have the ability to sort of allow kids to extend in your classroom is pretty cool. Uh, And that's just money over time. With that said, I bought off some some video cameras back in the day. Um, I don't use them as much now, but like I had some video cameras which allowed some video stuff. Uh, I know this one sounds ridiculous. excuse me, but I know this one sounds ridiculous, but I bought like one of those large butcher paper rolls and a cutter. And I think the cutter was like $40, $50. And then the butcher paper was like $60, but it's like a thousand feet or something like that. And I still have my original purchase of those, but it's so fun. There's so many times where you can just kind of tear off a big sheet and I love it. And it's kind of easier than buying those. Well, I don't know if it's easier, but 
I like having the endless sort of supply as opposed to sort of those big poster board ones that you can get. This is just boom, you already have this. You can cut as any length you want. I've had kids make these kind of murals and made them six feet long and I've done it where they're just like two feet long, you know, and I use them for various things. Uh, but super nice to get the cutter and, and it holds the, the thing. Um, I definitely like it. You can get multiple colors if you want. I got white and I got like a brown, like like a UPS sort of packaging color, which is nice. Both are nice. Both you can kind of draw on and write on. The brown one I think makes it kind of look olden timesy, which I kind of dug in my class. And then the white is just obviously great for any kind of drawing or writing on. The other thing I bought, uh, my school gave us nice laptops, but I know that I function and go much faster when I have a monitor. So I bought a monitor, right? I bought like a $200 monitor at Best Buy. Like this just made my workflow that much more efficient. And again, teachers scream for time. And uh, it would be great if my district bought that. But like, this is something that like, if I also value my own time, like, yes, that was 200 of my dollars. But if I am able to work 25% faster at school because I'm on a desktop, 25% faster over the day might mean I literally don't have to take work home, which all of a sudden, wait a minute, then I just pay 200 for my own time. That's valuable. Like I am happy to do that. So if these are like little efficiencies that make you work better and it costs your money, but if it's going to make you work better, faster, stronger, like whatever, do it because that after school time that I gain is super valuable to me and so i know a silly thing like a monitor who cares but i do work so much faster on a monitor than i do on my laptop screen laptop screen's great for when like you're at the couch or the coffee shop but if i want to do a big project or if i'm grading a lot of things on a monitor i can have like the things i'm grading and my grade book up or whatever you want to say like my feedback and like that Whew, there's just so much that the monitor helps with The last category that I want to talk about, this is a long podcast. I apologize. Normally, my solo podcasts are done in about 12 minutes. Uh, The last category, which is kind of weird, is just games. And you know that I love games, but I'm not talking about just general games. I'm talking about ones that would work for the whole class. So like Werewolf is a one that's great for the whole class. Uh, Two Rooms and a Boom, great one for the whole class. Um, Also, to be honest, I also purchased the Nintendo Switch uh out of that like class money that i that i was using and i don't actually keep it all the time at school that one's a little school and home uh but the switch has so many great like what i call couch co-op games they're the ones that are meant to be played in like 90 seconds is a round and then like you could have players switch after that round uh and you're all there on the couch kind of having a fun time they have a ton of those so I bought the Switch. I bought a few extra controllers. That one took time because those controllers are expensive. They're $80. But I like over time I bought, I think I now have four controller sets, which really on the Switch, each controller can be two controllers. So that's really eight. And I went on the eShop and bought a bunch of eight-player, six-player games. Uh, a lot of them are just the small digital games. So they were only like five bucks, 10 bucks. But again, probably all said and done, bought maybe $150 worth of games over time. 
But now I have the switch that like can be a fun thing in the morning, advising when you're like waiting for school to start, but kids are there, or a fun little recess game surprise. And with it being that 90 seconds in switch, I just have kids pair up, and then all of a sudden, like if you're playing an eight-player game paired up, that's 16 kids that can kind of play, and they're only out for 90 seconds. They're standing behind their partner, and they're like, yeah, sweet, and then they just hand the controller back, and they play the next round as that player. Works really well. Uh, it's super fun. Lots of kids involved. And again, that unique factor, like not many classes have a Nintendo Switch in their classroom. I don't use it necessarily for class material, but for relationship building. And we all know in, in this world, in this time, in this age, that is super important. All right, everybody, this is a different topic, uh, but one, like I said, that has been definitely transformative to my classroom over the years. Uh, it has been an honor that if you made it this far to have you journey with me, I hope that you guys check out emc2learning.com. Plenty of great things there. That'd be a great investment to make, uh, year over year, just kind of put that as a sunk cost. And there's going to be just wonderful things you can use in your classroom year after year. I love it. Um, and we would love to have you there. Also, we have the Hive Summit getting started here. So definitely sign up to be part of the Hive Summit. You can go to hivesummit.org for that. All right, everybody. I hope you have a great day. I hope you play on. <laughs>